Hello, and welcome to the Zero to Hired podcast, the show that helps struggling job seekers find a career that's right for you. In every episode, we have one mission, to provide you with unique tips and strategies from leading industry experts that will get you in front of hiring managers. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Zero to Hire podcast. My name is John Ribeiro, your host, and we have a very special guest, Valerie Dixon. She's the president of Learnware Design Inc., a Canadian-owned training design company. She has over 40 years of experience in all aspects of performance needs analysis, learning strategy development, and learning design. She is a leading learning expert. She believes that learning is just like any other skill. Learning faster, smarter, better than anyone else is a major competitive advantage, especially for employees who want to get ahead in today's complex, content ever, and ever-changing high-tech environments. Well, welcome to the show, Valerie. Hi, John. Glad to be here. And today, we, we're going to talk about things that, uh, a topic that really doesn't get a lot of coverage, and it's really about getting through the first 90 days of your job. Yeah, I've done a lot of work with big corporations, um, just custom designing the program for employees to get through the first 90 days. But often, uh, employees just aren't part of a big corporation who has that kind of budget to help them. So I thought it'd be helpful to kind of walk you through what you should be thinking about in order to really remain hired and don't lose that job after the first yeah. 30 days. No, I, I mean, you make a really good point. It, 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 it actually, and actually what we found statistically is, especially for newcomers who are going through the process and getting hired in Canadian organizations, a lot of them, uh, 30 to 40% of them don't actually retain those jobs because they're not adapting quickly. They're not picking up the necessary skills or they're not integrating with the culture well. So I think the topic that we're going to be covering today is really going to give them that distinct advantage. So that's, this is fantastic. I'm really happy. I know they're going to get a lot of value from this. And even for somebody who is getting into a job for the first time. So if you're, if you're a new grad and, and you're just trying to understand what corporations are like, this is definitely going to give them an advantage as they grow through and grow into that job. So Valerie, and, and I know you've got quite a bit of experience in this area. Uh, just give us a little bit of your background and then we, we can start, you know, start giving out some really good content and information. Well, I specialize in helping people learn. So major corporations hire me in order to help their employees learn faster, smarter, better. And um, after a while, I thought, well, why not just help everyone learn faster, smarter, better, not just the employees who get hired by big corporations. Uh, so I design training programs, both online and classroom-based, and, uh, and help people through, uh, especially the new hire process where you're, you're starting your first job and you're anxious and you want to do well. Uh, and there's certain things you need to know in order to really be successful. So in your experience and from what you've seen, what has been typically a challenge that somebody faces when, when they're first joining an organization? It's a lot of content that they have to learn. When you think of the first three months of a new job, it's one of the highest learning events in your life, other than maybe your high school or university or college education. It's a time when you're moving from one known job and known company into a brand new company with their own culture and environment and policies and procedures and computer systems and, uh, and just everything that you have to find out about. And often people take too long in order to ramp up 
and they don't become useful to their new manager soon enough. So it becomes important to really know how to learn and to gain that new knowledge as quickly as possible. Yeah, and, and actually I've seen in some cases when people join organizations, it can take as much as six months to really integrate and, and tie into the company just to, to be productive and actually show productivity. So in terms of what candidates can do or, or a new employee, uh, what would be one of the first steps that you would recommend for them to start taking so they could pick up and learn how to be, you know, how to, how to pick up information more quickly? This is kind of a funny one, but I'd actually say to them, um, find a glossary of terms as soon as you get into the new organization. Um, a lot of uh, new uh, terminology uh, needs to be learned because the organization has its own language. In the same way that you're moving from a different culture, into a new organization, that organization actually has its own language. And especially acronyms. There are so many um, you know, short ways that they, they describe their processes or how they see their organization that you need to find out what all those acronyms mean. So when you get into a meeting with your uh, fellow colleagues or your manager and they're saying all these acronyms or they're coming up with terms you've never heard before, you'll immediately know what they're talking about because you spent the time either looking for a glossary that already exists in the organization or um, actually making your own. It's just one of those activities that if you spend some time learning the terminology, you're gonna have more success as soon as you start the job. Yeah, and you know, I, I've never really thought of it that way, but you're, you're absolutely correct because when you join an organization, every organization has its own way of, you know, its own language. Everybody, every organization has its own terminology, its own acronyms. And uh, I, I know it's a big challenge, especially when you're going in and it can be extremely confusing. It can actually be overwhelming as well because now people are throwing three letter words at you and you're trying to figure out what it is they're trying to say. So yeah, no, that's a, a really great tip in terms of picking up a glossary of terms is what I heard. So um, so what else can they do to, to prepare themselves to start picking up and adapting a little bit more quickly as well? Well, their um, ability to ask questions is really important. There's something that happens during the first three months. You're allowed to ask a lot of questions during the initial weeks on the job. People will be supportive. They will be more than happy to answer your questions. But after a couple of months, uh, people kind of go, oh, you should already know that by now. Uh, you actually lose your right to ask questions. And it's an interesting dynamic that all of a sudden, you know, you think you can still keep doing that, but it means that you haven't learned as well as you could have by asking the right questions and getting the information you need early on in the process. Uh, so um, make a list of all the questions that you want to have answered and make sure that during the initial weeks you ask questions. You will maybe assign a buddy or a colleague who will help you through the process. And of course, you're more than um, you know, you're given lots of opportunity to work with a buddy to answer, ask and answer those questions. But you also may want to ask questions of other people in the organization too. So just be very aware that you've got the right to ask questions initially, but you kind of lose that right later on in the process. Yeah, no, this is actually a really good one because it's true. Because in the first two or three months, you know, organizations and, and your coworkers and, and fellow employees will be fairly open to sharing information about what's going on or, or digging a little bit deeper into the details. But after a couple of months, you start to lose that. So 
you mentioned about writing out your questions and then keeping it and retaining it. So I, I guess you're essentially creating a workbook on how the organization works, right? Yeah, for sure. Because you need to, uh, you are a learner in a high learning situation. So you need to use every tool possible to help your brain to find the information and then retain it as well. And I've even yeah. seen people in their workplace, if you're in a an typical office and you've uh, got your own cubicle, will start posting job aids or tools around their their area in order to just keep track of things. And it could be a list, a procedure for maybe using the phone uh, because the phone systems these days are very complex, or it could be a procedure for how to do a specific part of your job. Um, so you really are in charge. It's like you're, you are more of a proactive learner in today's environment in major companies because you need to take control of your own learning and find ways in order to help your brain recall this information. You can't just be passive and expect the company to you know, give you everything you need and to walk you through the process. You really have to take control of it yourself. Yeah, actually, and, and this is great because I, and I know, especially when it comes to bigger organizations, uh, sometimes things just are not recorded. Things are not written down. So going through and creating these processes and these procedures are actually going to make you stand out because now you have a, a process that you can follow day in, day out that is consistent, right? And I know one of the challenges that a lot of people face when they're, when they're joining organizations for the first time or a job for the first time is the consistency they're not doing the work the same way and because of that you know that they end up creating you know there's mistakes there's errors and and being consistent is, is going to make sure the quality of work that you deliver every single time is uh, is good it, it, it's it's the way it's supposed to be and and it's interesting that a lot of organizations don't even some of them don't even have processes or documented processes on things work and I know you've seen this, like you've seen this in, in, in your experience as well, where uh, a, lot of, a lot of organizations just don't have that information readily available. So in, in terms of capturing this, like what kind of tools would you recommend for capturing this type of information? Well, it could be as simple as just a pad of paper and a pencil because you want to <laughs> take notes as you are sitting with people and observing them because you will be put with someone who knows the job well and they will be explaining a lot of details to you. So as they're explaining it, um, write it down as steps and actions, not just a bunch of content, because you want to be able to observe them and say, what am I actually seeing them doing? What's the action? And verbs are incredibly important. You know, are they uh, pressing that key on a keyboard or are they you know, inputting specific um, instructions? Are they uh, pressing, you know, another button, you know, or using other piece of equipment. So get very specific. If they haven't got a documented process, um, take the time and effort to write exactly what's happening. And they, they won't say to you, oh, why are you doing this? They're going to say, oh, wow, this person is a, it really wants to learn this job. They're very keen. They're very focused and they're prepared in order to remember uh, what I'm teaching them. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. If I if I see somebody walking around taking notes and, and paying attention, and I, and I think this is this is a big one, right? It's really being focused in on paying attention to what's actually happening in in the job. It, it does make you stand out. It does make you different from everybody else. And I know 
pad and paper or, you know, pad and pencil, paper, pen, or whatever you want to use it. You know, it might be an old technology, but it's the most reliable one. You know, <laughs> batteries never die on a pen. It does run out of, it does run out of ink, but it never does die. Uh, and it's a great way to just to capture information. I know uh, with today, you know, a lot of offices are paper free. So I know creating and, and, and building the documentation, whether it's on your phone, on your laptop, or on some sort of um, a tablet is also a great way to, to, to capture it and, and transcribe it in a place that's centralized so you always have it. So this is great. So, so and actually I want to get into this, but I, we're, we're going to go take a quick break. Uh, but the one thing I want to lead into next is, you know, so what do you do when you're working with somebody and they're not giving you the information? Because I, and I know a lot of organizations, especially people that have been there for a long time, are very tight knit with what they have in terms of knowledge. So they're not open to sharing that. So I, I definitely want to get into that question a little bit hard, a little bit, because I know that, that that happens and I'd like to get your approach and take on that Valerie uh, to okay. see how a candidate can actually get through that. All right. So with that, we're just going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a sec. Are you planning to move to Canada and concerned about how you will find your first job? Maybe you're already here and struggling to get that big break. As a newcomer to Canada myself, I knew the best time to be prepared for a job search is before I needed the job. My name is Connell Valentine and I'll be your online course instructor helping you get the job soon after and maybe even before you land in Canada. I'll be sharing my screen while helping you build your brand new Canadian resume that will delight recruiters we will create a direct email marketing campaign to hiring managers that will make you stand out from your competition. We will then be doing a demo of a real online job application, showing you the precise steps you need to follow to quadruple your chances at getting the job interview. And finally, to get the inside info on the vast majority of the hidden job market, I'll show you how real networking is done in Canada. The average salary in Canada is well over $200 per day. Don't waste any more time and money being unemployed while trying to find the right way to job search. Get lifetime access to these courses at the link in the show notes below at courses.zerotohired.com. Use it to get your first job fast and to get your promotional jobs in your future. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Zero to Hired podcast. We're interviewing Valerie Dixon and she's giving us some information and tips on actually how to survive and not only survive, but exceed in the first 90 days in the job. And some of the things that she's covered already is really creating a glossary of terms when you're there so you can understand the language of the organization. Uh, also putting together a workbook on how things are done and, and being prepared with questions so when you go in, you can be successful. And the last place we left off was we were talking about extracting information from the people that you're going to be working with. And one of the things we left off with was, you know, how do you extract information from somebody who's not open to sharing that information? Love to hear your take on that, Valerie. Well, you can kind of work around them because there is so much information that's um, on the company's intranet um, that you can access and read ahead of time before you even meet with them or on the company's internet. So the internet's what everyone you know, in the world can have a look at. And you'd be amazed at what's on a company's internet uh, that you can look up the products and services, you can look up 
who the key players are in the organization, their backgrounds, uh, you know, the key executive. You can find out information about, um, you know, the, some of their processes and kind of get the feel for the culture of the organization. So spend time and effort on the internet. Uh, but also once you get access to your computer, which takes, sometimes takes time, uh, they mm -hmm. might take two or three days before they get your computer up and running and give you access. Uh, but you um, have access into their intranet, which again is a wealth of information. A lot of companies will have their organization chart on their intranet and you're able to then see the major departments or the major parts of the organization if they're more of a countrywide or worldwide organization. If you can get access to job descriptions or profiles of different people, because again, you, you need to work with different parts of the organization. So you get to read up about uh, what different jobs do in that organization and also access as many online tools and resources as you can. Um, and again, if a company is sophisticated enough, they will have a lot of very valuable information on their internet. And actually some of them are kind of overwhelming. There's one company I worked with and they had 18,000 pages on their in, intranet. Wow. Um, and, but then you can, you need to find someone who knows the intranet well and say to them, if I only went to 10 different places on the intranet, where, where should I go? What would be most helpful to me as a new employee? And they can just give you the links, you know, say to them, what are the top 10 links? And you get the links and you explore those areas of the intranet. And again, you're, you're ramping up and becoming even more valuable because you've you gained all of this new knowledge about your organization. Yeah, and actually, so that's a great point. So really narrowing in and niching in on what you actually need to learn, right? You know, with mm -hmm. the, you mentioned 18,000 pages, I'm sure you don't need to read all 18,000. Uh, but when you make that connection with somebody and you ask them, you know, what are the top 10 or top 20, that'll actually get you in and get you to the information you actually need. So this is good. So in terms of building that relationship, and, and, and some people might be wondering, so how do I establish the type of rapport that will, you know, will give another person the desire to want to help me? Uh, do you have any tips or strategies around, you know, how do you really build that relationship so you get that information better or more effectively? Well, it's, it's important that you um, value the person who is your, your teacher mm -hmm. and that you actually become a good learner. And what I find a lot of people, if they are starting a new job, they, again, expect people to just give them the information. But if you go in with a, a mindset that you're fascinated by what people do, you really want to understand um, how a person actually does their job so you can learn how to do it yourself. And, um, and thank them and be appreciative of the time and effort that they're taking to train you because it is taking them away from other job responsibilities. And you've got to look at it too. You've been hired because usually a person has quit. So there's a whole backlog of, in, of, of work that has to be done and the manager is feeling stressed. Um, other employees in the group might be feeling stressed too because they've had to pick up the extra workload. Or it's a new position and the services are being expanded. And, um, and that's because other departments need the work that you're going to do. So look at it both from the manager's perspective, that they really want to know that you're keen, that you want to learn, that you're going to ramp up quickly. And then any other employees or colleagues in the department want to know that you're going to take away some of the 
workload so they can not feel as, as under under pressure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. And this is, you're right, because, you know, it's either somebody left or it's the, the role in the organization's growing, which is why they're bringing in these resources. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I never thought of it from the perspective of valuing them as a teacher and really just being appreciative of the time that they're taking to teach you because I know they still got their work that they need to do. Is there uh, any other tip in terms of working with them? Because I know, so if they're backlogged and they have all this information or they have all this work that they need to do and they're trying to train you, is there something maybe that you should be bringing to the table to, to make that a little bit easier for them? Do you have any ideas around that? Well, if you can, because you're coming from a different organization, I, for a little while, you can say to them, um, in my previous company, this is how we did it. This is what I learned from, uh, let's say you were an accountant in another company. This is what our accounting systems were like. And you can say that for a little while, but then you've got to drop it. <laughs> you can't keep bringing up the other company and how great they were and how great their systems were or whatever. Um, or if they weren't good, you can say, well, this didn't work very well. And I noticed that you're doing something so much better. Um, you know, I'm so glad that you've built this into the work process. So you can take it from, um, from their perspective that you want to, uh, to really provide them extra. Uh, you're actually giving them learning. <laughs> it's an interesting dynamic. You're learning like crazy. But at the same time, you can provide them a little bit of insight into, well, here's another way that it could be done. Or I've seen it done. But don't become pushy and don't you know, flaunt the other company. But just from a very helpful perspective, I really want you to succeed and I want to be great at this job myself. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I'm with you 100%. Don't be too pushy. Uh, and, you know, you, you don't want to say it over and over months after you're still there. Hey, this is how we did it at my other company. Because, you know, the question might be on some of their minds. It's like, then why are you here if they were so great, right? Right, right. So, yeah. so you have to be cautious. But it, from, yeah. from a, a helpful standpoint of just, you know, uh, this is just what I've learned from working um, at another place. And maybe this might help. Yeah. No, and, and this is great because now you're bringing in a different perspective. And this is, this is the benefit. And I think a lot of people underestimate or, or undervalue the, the experience that somebody brings from another organization into an organization, uh, other experiences, uh, other ways of doing things, uh, which actually can make them better, which is why, you know, moving from organization to organization is a great thing because you're bringing in new perspectives, you're bringing in new ways of doing things. And it's a great way to, to grow it and, and mold your skills so you're delivering more value back to the organization. So in terms of, so this is great. So you've given us some really good information so far in terms of, you know, um, you know looking at that person as a teacher and really taking from them and giving appreciation back. Uh, what else have you found or, you know, what are one or two things that if you have you found have been have made candidates stand out in the first 90 days of, of a job outside of what you've already mentioned. Uh, what else can a, a candidate do or a new employee do to, to really make their mark on the organization? It really is speed of learning, you know, because you only have three months in order to impress your manager or your colleagues. And if you aren't learning quickly, then you become a liability to them. So your ability to take in new information and learn new skills quickly and efficiently and becoming productive 
because the word productive is really the bottom line. If you aren't productive and taking over the workload and producing what you need to produce, then you become a liability to the manager and to your colleagues because you're pulling them down rather than lifting them up and helping them succeed. So you've got, literally got three months to do that. It, but it typically takes six months in order to really learn a job well. Um, so the first three months, you have to focus in on what can I do in order to um, help my, my brain remember all this information. And there are memory techniques and there are strategies in order to help your brain remember better, faster, smarter. Um, but at the same time, you need to uh, be aware that the manager can, at, before the end of the three months, just say, I'm sorry, it's not working out, and you're gone. Um, but after three months, um, they have to really document what you're not doing well, and they have to help you more, and they have to support you. You can't just be fired uh, right you know, off the bat. So the more you can yeah. ramp up those three months, the better. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, and I've seen it and I, I, I've experienced it as well, where, you know, people get to the three month mark or a day before the three months and it's not going well, you know, an organization will only give you so many chances or, or so many opportunities to correct what's wrong or uh, to adjust to their environment. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is a business decision. It's not one that they like to take and it's not one that they take lightly because it does take time to recruit people, right? And it takes time to, to search for people, to hire them, to interview them, and to get them in. So, you know, it, it's, always, it's always in their favor to keep and retain the folks that they have because it's just easier. So making sure that you do those little things, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that you've mentioned so far where, you know, you're actually learning the intricacy, you're learning the language, you're learning the function, and you're adapting and, and working well with the new employees that are there. Uh, definitely going to make you shine and, and help you stand up. So yeah, you know, this is this has been incredibly valuable. Uh, you've given some really useful information in terms of what they can do specifically to be successful in their job in the first not only three months but also going into the first year and, and so forth. So this is fantastic. Yeah. And one little point too that the the manager actually doesn't have to wait three months to get rid of you if you're not performing well. Yes. They can, within the first week, first two weeks, first three weeks. And what's interesting, because I've done the recruitment side too, and I've managed a team of 18 people, is that when you've got a list of candidates that you've interviewed and you've narrowed it down and hired one person, you still have candidate number two. Um, yeah. They probably haven't found a job yet. So, you know, if your manager doesn't like what you're doing, you're not learning fast and becoming integrated into their department, well... Uh, they can get rid of you pretty fast and then hire the second person from their list. Yeah, no, that's actually, that's a great point. You know, that, that is an extremely great point because I, you know, you don't typically think about that because you think you're the, you're in the job and you're the one, but yeah, the other, you know, possibly 200 candidates that apply for the same role, they're still on a list and you know, the top five, typically managers will narrow it down to one or two or even three candidates and then they will pick who they feel is the best out of those three. But yeah, those other two are probably still searching and it's easy to pick them up and, and bring them into the organization at that point. So yeah, no, it's a really valid point. So uh, thank you for that. that. That's great. So Valerie, if, if folks wanted to know more about you and, and some of the things that you do specifically, where can they get that information? Well, my company is called Learnware Design, but the site is just Learnware, L-E-R-N-W-A-R-E, like software or hardware. 
Mm -hmm. And um, it's all about learning. And what I've done over the past 10 years, as well as doing major design projects for companies, is really focused on the learner more. Uh, what do you as a learner need to um, do in order to become a better learner? How can you take in and process new knowledge and skills uh, better than anybody else? Because I really believe that the employees who are going to get ahead are the ones who are the high learners. There's just too much change that's happening in our society and our, our companies and organizations that if you really don't know how to learn, you're going to be left behind. So, yeah. Yeah, so I've got programs, um, online programs that you can take on just becoming a better learner. No, and, that, and that's so true, especially in today's fast-moving technological world. You know, you do have to pick up fairly quickly because people aren't giving you the time that you, you, you know, that people used to have 10, 15, even five years ago to pick up knowledge and information and implement it. So uh, it, it's definitely a valuable thing to have. It's, it's an incredibly... Uh, it, it's one thing that's going to give you competitive advantage as well as you as you want to grow and you know progress your career. Uh, learning and picking up information is fantastic. So I'll make sure I include your link in the show notes, and uh, I understand they can also connect with you on LinkedIn if, th if that's okay. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. Happy okay. to do that. Well, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for sharing some really valuable insights on how to really be successful in the first ninety days on the job. And uh, thank you for your time today, Valerie. Great. My, uh, my pleasure. Thank you, John. All right. So that is, that is it for this episode of the Zero to Hired podcast. Thank you for tuning in and listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Zero to Hired podcast. Make sure you check out our website, www.zerotohired.com and download your free resume template that's proven to get results, complete with examples and guidelines. Make sure you tune in as we interview leading industry experts who provide tips and strategies to help you get the career that's right for you.